Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. For our friends who are worshiping online or on the radio, just a reminder that you can always go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this service under the Resources tab, and there's also options for giving your offering or tithes to the Lord under the Give tab. Today we continue our summer sermon series called God's Living Water. We are moving from the Old Testament into the New Testament as we hear about that uh, familiar story of the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4. 
um, and and uh, we we uh, see how he offers that 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 woman that wonderful living water. Just a few announcements to share before we begin worship. Vacation Bible School starts tonight. You can still register your child or grandchild on our website or by using that paper form in the, in the commons area there in the VBS table. VBS runs Sunday through Thursday, 5.30 to 8 o'clock each evening, and VBS will take place at Grace Chapel in, in Belfont and Neighbors. Helping Ends Food Pantry has many needs, as you might know, but specifically at this time, uh, there, are, there are great needs for canned tuna and cereal. So if you can pick up some of those items next time you're shopping for groceries and, and drop them off in the shopping cart over by the office, that would be greatly appreciated. And there are, there are two special couples who are having special days today in celebrating and thanking God for his gifts. Uh, a couple of special anniversaries. So Milo and Alice Lombard are celebrating 60 years of marriage this weekend. We praise God for that. And we praise God along with Bud and Gail Schultz who are celebrating 67 years of marriage today. We give God great thanks and praise with you, uh, both of you couples. Thank God for you and with you. Our elder for this weekend is Stan Schwede. Stan is standing in the back there. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Greet him and, and get to know him as one of your elders here at chapel. God's blessings to you as we worship. Before we stand and share the peace of the Lord, we will hear our call to worship from our choir.
We stand and share the peace of our Lord with each other, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Since we have such a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ our Lord, let us with confidence draw near to God, that we may receive mercy and find grace in the time of need. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your loving kindness. In your great mercy, wash away our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not remove us from your presence. Do not take your spirit away. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your whole spirit. Amen. God is merciful and gracious, granting forgiveness through Jesus Christ to all who confess their sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you show the light of your truth to those in darkness. Give strength to all who have joined you, family, to reject what engrossed their faith and to follow your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the 20th chapter of Jeremiah. O Lord, you deceived me, and I was deceived. 
you overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out, proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say, I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whispering, terror on every side. Report him. Let's report him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying, perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior, so my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the sixth chapter of Romans. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin, for sin shall not be your master because you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God, that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise as you are able for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, 
tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was in the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as, it, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He said to her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has come, has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshiper the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their, made their way toward him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated as we sing the hymn of the word.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for the sermon this morning is that gospel reading that was read a few minutes ago from John chapter 4. I'd like to read just a couple verses of that again. Jesus answered the woman, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, curious thing happened in Sychar that day. It was high noon and, and Jesus and his disciples, they had come to Jacob's well and being tired from walking around all morning and it being hot, Jesus sat down by the well to rest while his disciples went into town to look for some food. Then a curious thing happened. A woman came to that well to draw water. Now, a woman getting water was not such a big deal in and of itself. In fact, it was usually the women who were the ones to come to get the water for the household. But what made it kind of strange were a couple things. Number one, it was 12 noon. And number two, she was alone. Now, here in St. Louis, thank the Lord, we don't get our water from the community well. We have, well, I think all of us have indoor plumbing, thanks be to God. But when I lived in Africa for my vicarage, I found that since there was no indoor plumbing in most of the homes there, the village well was exactly how the people got their water. Now, one thing I noticed from living there for a couple years was the women got their water from the well. When they went, they did not go fetch that water at 12 noon. That's the hottest time of the day. Why would you go then? Besides, lunch had to be prepared. Lunch had to be cooked. Secondly, when the women went out to get water, they would never, ever go out alone. They went in a group so they could talk, so they could help one another. I mean, it's so much nicer to do that kind of thing together, working together rather than being all by yourself, isn't it? But this Samaritan woman was all alone at 12 noon getting water from Jacob's well. There's a reason for that. This woman has a history. Things done and left undone. Guilt and regrets. Fears and wounds. Sorrows and secrets. She's a woman with a past. Perhaps her past was filled with promiscuity. I mean, text is clear that she had five husbands and was now living unmarried with a sixth man. Or perhaps she had a past filled with tragedy. Maybe it wasn't the woman who was doing the divorcing in her life, in her relationships. Perhaps it was the husband's in her life. Or perhaps she had suffered the death of husbands. Five times left alone. Five times starting over. Five times broken. Maybe some divorced her. Maybe some died. Now, we don't know. Either one, divorce or death, that's a tragedy for this woman's life. Promiscuity, divorce, death. Whatever was in her past, this woman had a history. Things done and left undone. Guilt and regrets. Fears and wounds. Sorrows and secrets. It's a woman with a past. And because of her past, she was lost. 
I'm sure she, she knew where she was going. She was going to Jacob's well to fetch some water. But, but she was lost. She was lost in her heart. She was spiritually lost. And because of her past, this woman was thirsty. Not, not thirsty from that water coming out of Jacob's well, but thirsty for a much deeper well, for a much better well, the well of grace, the well of love, the well of mercy, the well of forgiveness. That well that would give to her living water. Living water for her soul. Curious thing happened at Sychar that day. A woman came to the well all alone at noon to get water. And Jesus was there after his morning of walking and talking and teaching. And our Lord is sitting there. As he's sitting there, this lost and, and thirsty woman comes to the well. Now, if you or I were Jesus, I'm sure that a lot of us would maybe just have, just have ignored the lady. I mean, he was tired. He'd been walking all morning. He was, it was hot. And to top it off, she's a Samaritan. I mean, Jews and Samaritans didn't communicate. They didn't mix. Just ignore the woman. Let her get her water and go away. <laughs> but Jesus had different ideas, as he so often did. He knew that this woman was lost, spiritually lost. He knew that this woman was thirsty, spiritually thirsty. He knew that others had hurt her, bruised her, cut her off, cut her out driven her away. He knew that she had had five husbands and the man she was living with wasn't her husband. He knew about the promiscuity or the divorce or the death. He knew that she was at that well alone at a strange hour because of her reputation. Jesus knew that she was lost and she was desperately in need of being found. Jesus knew that she was thirsty and she was desperately in need of a drink. See, the very reason that Jesus came to the earth was to seek and to save the lost. The very reason Jesus came to the earth was to provide that living water for those who were dying of thirst. And so Jesus starts to talk with this woman. Words that hurt have been spoken to this woman in the past, but on this day, Jesus would speak words that satisfy, words that heal a hurting and a broken soul. It's a very, very familiar story with Jesus, isn't it? I mean, we see it over and over again. Jesus came for all people, even the leftovers, the unwanted, the undesirable, those who most people would just write off as helpless or, or hopeless. Not too long ago, Mary and I went through our closet. I mean, that's kind of a good thing to do once in a while, right? Take out the things that you, you don't wear anymore. Maybe you, you don't fit anymore. Uh, maybe not in style anymore. And you should probably do that on a regular basis. Well, we hadn't done that in a long time. And there's a lot of stuff in that closet. Many things, maybe even most things, that we didn't even wear anymore. So we purged you know, shirts and pants and dresses and sweatshirts and shoes and ties, bags and bags of clothing. Kind of surprising. And some of it went to the Salvation Army, but, but some of it, actually a good amount of it, was so used, so old, 
so worn out, so unwanted. Well, it just got thrown away. That woman at the well may have seemed like an unwanted person to some. She was a second-class Samaritan. She had a bad reputation. She had a past. She had a history. She had five husbands and a living boyfriend. She came alone at noon to the well. That tells you all you need to know. She was just used, old, worn out, unwanted. But really, maybe we can relate to that lady in one way or another. Because I think in her life, we see ours. Sometimes the way we've lived in the past and some of the bad choices that we've made in our lives make us feel kind of like that, used, old, worn out, unwanted. Because we too are people with a past, aren't we? We too are people with a history, things done and left undone. Guilts and regrets and fears and wounds and sorrows and secrets. Sometimes when we sin and we fail our husband or wife or kids or friends, we feel like we're something just used and worn out, really good for nothing but to be thrown away. When we just keep on coming back to that same sin over and over and over again, we sometimes get that feeling that we're just old and unwanted, even to God. <laughs> but, but listen to Jesus and what he says to this woman at the well. He says, everybody who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. <laughs> what, what beautiful, healing, forgiving, hope-filled words those are. Does that right there sound like he's talking to somebody who is used, who's old, who's worn out, who's unwanted? Does that sound like he doesn't care about this woman, even if she thought herself to be old or unwanted or used? Oh, no. Because he's got some water to give to her. Living water. The water of his word. The water of his death on the cross. The water of forgiveness and love and mercy and compassion. See, Jesus is more interested in her future than her past. Jesus wants to satisfy her thirst more than to judge her history. Jesus knew her. He knows her. He looks beyond her past and he sees this woman dying of thirst. A woman thirsting to be loved, to be seen, to be accepted, to be included, to be forgiven. And that thirst that she has will never be quenched by any other water other than that living water that comes from the Christ. Nor will ours. Jesus says so. There is no such thing as someone who is unwanted to God. He looks at this woman at the well and the leper and the lame and the blind and the prostitute and the destitute and the prodigal and the thief and at you and he says, no one gets left behind. 
No one is unwanted. You have my love. You have my grace. You have my forgiveness. You were lost. But now you are found. Isn't that why you came to church today? To hear that? To hear that word? To be reminded of that living water of baptism, that, that refreshment of the voice of the Savior. To be renewed by the promises of what lies ahead. Salvation, eternal life, heaven. And then to, to leave the sins and the sorrows that you got here before the Lord's altar. Kind of like that Samaritan woman's empty bucket, just forgotten on the ground. Oh, Christ comes here among us and he works. He works with his beautiful, healing, forgiving, hope-filled, living water word in spite of the evil effects of our fallen world and humanity. In spite of the sin and brokenness that makes us so often feel like we are old and used and worn out and unwanted. You know, our, our broken world, it is hurting it is afraid. It is groaning. But we know Jesus. And we have the living water of his word. And that living water is not just for us. It's not just for you and me. That is a life-giving and sustaining drink for our whole world. And we, you and I, get to bring Jesus to those who need that beautiful, healing, forgiving, hope-filled word. You know, maybe we should take our cue from that Samaritan woman. At the very end of this text, you might have noticed it says that she left her water jar at the well and ran back to the town and told everybody what she found. She says, come, see the man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? May we go, like her, with living water from a living Savior and we leave this place with a living message to a broken, hurting, and a scared world. Come see the man who found me. Come see my Savior. He's the Christ. And he has a beautiful, healing, forgiving, hope-filled word for you. Come and drink. Come and drink from his living water. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as together we confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed as you find printed on page 8 in your bulletin. Together we confess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, 
and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Maybe seated. Oh, I'm sorry, stay standing. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their need. Almighty God, giver of all things, we rejoice today in the goodness of your creation. In your mercies, new every morning, and in the gift of a Savior, through whom we have been delivered from sin and death. We give you thanks for your Holy Spirit, for the gift of faith, for the promise of everlasting life, and for the privilege of prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless the preaching of your word, O God, Lord. Give boldness and confidence to all pastors and leaders in the church and to every child of God to proclaim the good news of your grace to all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are not members of the Christian faith. Use us, Lord, as instruments of the gospel that many more will hear your word. And by the Spirit's power, drink from the living water of Christ and turn to him as the one who died for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Lord, give your blessings upon our newly reelected synodical president, Matthew Harrison, and all those who serve in the leadership of your church. By your Holy Spirit, guide them and all who lead us so that your gracious will be done and the work of your kingdom strengthened, increased, and expanded. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, bless the leaders of nations with wisdom that they may serve to guide their citizens in the ways of justice, peace, and liberty. Let your blessings rest also upon our own country that we may serve you and all people in freedom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we, frequently, we are frequently overwhelmed and overpowered by emotional and physical ailments. Come to us, Lord, and rescue those who are in need, especially today we remember Manfred Loesch as he recovers from surgery and Steve Quest as he also recovers from recent surgery. O oh Lord, give your help, your strength, your comfort, and your healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O oh God, help us always to remember that all good things come from you. We praise you for the good gift of marriage, and we rejoice with all those who are celebrating wedding anniversaries, especially Milo and Alice Lombard, as they celebrate 60 years of marriage, and Bud and Gail Schultz, as they celebrate 67 years of marriage.
today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great God, you have given a wonderful opportunity this week to share your word with your children through Vacation Bible School. We ask you to bless all teachers, volunteers, and helpers this upcoming week. And we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to work in the hearts of the children that you send to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated as we gather our gifts to the Lord.
Please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, having created all things, took on human flesh, and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. remember us in your kingdom and teach us always to pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always, and also with you.
Please stand as you are able. Now may this eating and drinking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, body and blood, keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our closing hymn. How clear your vocation, Lord. Hymn 8453.